Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, back hour number two. It's Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight, tomorrow. Escott in on Wednesday. Then I'll clean it up. For the week on Thursday and Friday, Wilkie back a week from tonight. Elks and Red Blacks, second half home and home. Can the Elks sweep and break a 12-game losing streak at home? And putting it on the tee. Pressure either makes diamonds or busts pipes. Time to make some diamonds and crush a 12-game home losing streak. And that game is at the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. 5 o'clock kickoff. Live coverage here on 6.30. Ched begins with countdown to kickoff at 3.30. Elks this week with Morley Scott will be at 7.30 until 8. We'll have a preview coming up with Morley in about oh, 15 minutes time, I would say. So quiet night in the world of sports. There's an NFL uh, preseason game. I'll just say the score. Uh, 10 nothing Falcons over the Jets. It's the end of week two. So we have uh, one more preseason week. Yeah, I think it's only three preseason weeks now because they play... 17 games, so that wipes out a preseason game. I think that's how it works. At least it should. But I don't make the rules. Okay. Jays will begin a series tomorrow in Boston against the Red Sox. Fresh off taking three of four against the New York Yankees in the chase for a wild card spot in the playoff spot for the Jays. The uh Next uh, week, 12 of the CFL season begins on Thursday. The Calgary Stampeders visiting the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Well, uh, exciting weekend. Hot weekend, great weather, and it was awesome for the Edmonton Marathon as for the first time since 2019, they all gathered together. All the participants gathered together, volunteers, people who run the event. wasn't virtual this time. It was in person, and that was fantastic. And we're going to meet... A great person by the name of Bonnie Wallace-Chuck who is nearing a milestone and for a great cause. And Bonnie Wallace-Chuck joins us right now. Bonnie, thank you for uh, joining us here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. How are you feeling after yesterday's race? Actually, not too bad. That's good. That's good. Now, uh, this is starting to become really old hat for you and something that you are very, uh, you know, aware of and, and, and very good at. Um, how do you recover? What's the key to recovering after a race in, 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 in your experience here? Well, the plan is to um, plan the week ahead of time. Make sure you're eating healthy, you know, with uh, extra electrolytes and very well hydrated and rested, keeping off your feet. It's not the day that you run that really um, counts. It's more what you do in advance. Right. It's the preparation. So the race becomes easy, right? <laughs> Well, I don't use that four-letter word. <laughs> yes. I can't imagine running marathons is easy. I, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, the preparation's everything, though, like with every with, with anything you do. It is. And then I've also discovered that uh, a nice, cool ice bath after the marathon just cools those legs down and stops the inflammation process, and then you're usually good to go in a day or two. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, I... 
talking with football players and dealing with football players like I do, they always say the, the benefits of the cold tub. So that's a great point you bring up. Now, yesterday was race number 97. And your first race was at the Edmonton Marathon. So tell us how this all started. Well, basically, I was a runner in high school and then continued with some of the uh, local fun events, you know, for Heartbeat or Beat Beethoven and some of the uh, relay races, uh, Jasper Bounce and Death Race. And so it was just uh, the partial ones that I started with. And then I was uh, asked to do uh, doping for the 2001 World Track and Field uh, Games that we hosted here. And just something inside of me said, well, you too could run a marathon. So I trained uh, by the book for that one. And then uh, when I ran it, it didn't work out as I thought it would. (laughs) (laughs) It was very hot. It was called Race the Twilight, 32 degrees start in the evening. And uh, temperatures and, uh, you know, waiting all day. And just, it, it just, it just really bit us. Wow, 32 degrees. That's incredible. And I know there was a hot weather advisory yesterday that was that the that the marathon put out uh, what a week ago. I talked with uh, John Stanton from the running room about that. But 32 degrees. I mean, my goodness, there's a reason why runners go out in the morning, right? When it's hot weather, you don't want to avoid you want to avoid that hot stuff. Well, exactly. Or else late in the evening. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But this turned into something that you know, a vehicle for raising money for charities. I mean, you're getting close to 100 races here. And and, and talk about how this kind of turned into, you know, a, a marathon in brutal conditions and that you kept going and you put a, you know, a, a charity component into this and that 100 races is looming very, very soon here. Yeah. Well, um I, I've had uh, a parent with uh, some health complications, and uh, so running for me was taking care of my health, both physically and mentally, and uh, my mom lost both legs in her life to diabetes, so in, in one sense, I am trying to be preventative and, and have some activity, and in uh, seeing the effects of diabetes, I chose it to be one of my charities, and at one point, I think about marathon number five i decided to set some goals and decided that a hundred thousand dollars would be an admirable goal and a hundred marathons well the hundred thousand dollars came and went but the hundred marathons was nowhere near an end (laughs) so i just continued and like forrest gump well you start you keep going and going and going (laughs) (laughs) and 100 races is coming up this fall right it is yes This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Wow, and it'll be out. It'll be on the East Coast. Am I correct? Yes, it's booked, and I'm hoping to uh, <laughs> do two more before then, and uh, have a little celebration with some lobster when I'm done. 
Yes, absolutely. You, you have, that'll be well-earned for you, Bonnie. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, and you're not going to stop at a hundred. Like you said, you're going to keep going, right? Yeah, I have a few uh, marathons in, on my bucket list to can yeah. complete. Yet. So what have you learned about, first of all, I would ask you, what have you learned about your love for, for marathoning and, and running? And they, and obviously this goes back to when you were in high school, but but what is it about running that that just strikes a chord with you? What's the best part about it? Well, I, I think there's many components. Uh, it, for me, it's staying healthy and doing something that's actually fun. So uh, when I am dealing with something, um, especially a, a stress level or even during COVID, I went out and I ran and Usually I will come back with some answers to situations, but it's also taught me how to set goals, how to be committed, how to, uh, you know, build teams, especially for the fundraising. And most of all, I, I do enjoy it. I have fun doing it. Yeah, that's awesome. I know uh, Reed Wilkins, who's the host of this show, he's he's a runner as well. And he's been, you know, he's participated in his fair share of marathons. And he says, and, and, you know, for someone who doesn't run, you know, it's hard to have, wrap my head around it, but you would understand this. He says when he runs, his mind is clear. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And I, I do not run with any music. I just like to listen what's around me and, and to kind of think and just enjoy the environment and just have my own, you know, time. And in all honesty, you don't have to run marathons. That, that's a bit of a, a big goal for many people. I just encourage people to start small and to enjoy it and just to stay healthy. It doesn't have to be a marathon. Yeah. Uh, it, speaking of marathons, I, I got to, I got to ask you about this before we go here. Uh, we'll let you go. You participated in the Boston marathon. I've done it twice. Yes. Twice. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I mean, that is the marathon of marathons. Is it not? <laughs> You know, it, 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 it's, it's a big one, all right. It certainly is all the hype that you hear about it. And uh, each marathon does offer something different. Uh, Boston is, is well-known. It's one of the oldest ones. And there's spectators from start to finish. But there are some hidden gems, too, that I would certainly encourage people to look at. Yeah, what are those hidden gems? Because uh, you've raced in a lot of marathons, obviously. So what, what, what are your favorites? Well, there's there some nice ones here in Canada. I've, I've always enjoyed the Red Deer one because it's around a beautiful river and not much traffic. Uh, Vancouver and uh, Victoria are, are beautiful. Of course, I keep returning to Edmonton. So yeah. you don't have to go <laughs> far away. You, you literally can find some hidden gems right here in Canada. Well, that's awesome. As you're approaching 100, and as you said, it'll be this fall, uh, likely in uh, PEI, and two more before that. So... And all for charity, uh, and that's awesome, Bonnie. It was great to meet you. All the best in recovery, and uh, you got three more races to one hundred. And I know you're not stopping, so uh, uh, we hope to have you on again uh, when you get the one hundred mark. Uh, we'll make sure to have you on again. Okay. Thank you for your interest. All right, appreciate it, Bonnie Wallace. Chuck competed in her ninety uh, seventh marathon yesterday at the Edmonton Marathon, and one hundred will be hit sometime this fall in Prince Edward Island, and that's awesome. And all in support of raising one hundred thousand dollars for diabetes research, that is fantastic. And Bonnie joined us on the Certainty Hotline, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. We'll get a preview of the Elks this week coming up with Morley Scott. 
So Lions quarterback Nathan Rourke is hoping he will return to the Lions this season. Uh, Farhan Lalji reporting from TSN uh, that Rourke hopes to be back in two months after surgery to repair a Liz Frank uh, sprain, which is basically a midfoot sprain. It happened in the 28-10 win over the Lions. Uh, that's that's lofty. I mean, you look on WebMD or Wikipedia or whatever, and they say if you sprain it, six to eight weeks. If you break it, or if you need surgery, sorry, to re- repair it. Now, he, I don't think he broke it, but they say it could be up to three months, maybe more. And uh, further research, was, you know, uh, I read sites that said six to eight weeks. You, you're not even weight bear after uh, after that surgery. But I definitely hope Nathan Rourke finds his way back on the football field. I think this slows the NFL talk and Rourke likely back in the league next year, you would think, in the CFL. And that'll be interesting because he, he he's a new contract. So how much money is he going to make from the Lions? That might make things awfully interesting. How about this, too? Uh, Tom Brady... Got back to uh, Tampa Bay Bucks uh, Buccaneers camp today. He wasn't hurt. He just took 11 days off. He went up to Coach Todd Bowles. Hey, Coach, can I call you Todd, though? Todd, I'm 45. Our offensive line's bad. Um, I don't see any reason why I should take any hits in preseason, so I'm going to take 11 days off, okay? Bye. <laughs> so we bring in Morley Scott. The host of the Elks this week, your play-by-play voice of your Edmonton Elks, my my good friend, broadcast partner. Can you imagine? I mean, it's just another thing to either marvel at Tom Brady or go, I can't stand that guy even more. What Tom wants, Tom gets, right? Tom wants time yeah, off, exactly. Tom gets time off. That's how it works. You imagine that, though? Hey, coach, I'm taking 11 days off. There's only yeah. one man on the planet Earth how- with an ath- as an athlete. Maybe LeBron James could do that, but I mean... How many athletes could actually pull that off? Have we ruled out uh, the masked singer yet? Has that been officially ruled out? The which, sorry? The masked singer, because that was, that was oh. one of the rumors going around that uh, he needed the time off because he was filming an episode of The Masked Singer, which is a Fox game show. Oh, right? I've never seen it. That's right. But, and they say it's kind of tied to, might be tied, his appearance on that show might be tied to his lucrative post-playing days contract to be in the uh, broadcast booth for Fox. So that was one thing making the rounds. I don't see that as a reality, but it w- it was out there. It was one of the rumors out there. I-, I think he just wanted to spend some more time with, I think Giselle said, if you're going to go play football, we need some more time at home. And he said, okay, we'll, we'll give you 10 days during training camp. And I think that's what it was. Yes, and I don't want it when you get destroyed in training camp because your offensive line stinks. So, yeah, let, let's save it for the regular season. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, I you know, I said pressure either makes not line before. I've put it on the team, Morley, and I want the Elks to embrace this pressure and, you know, break the 12-game losing streak at home, and they have a glorious opportunity. I'm not trying to disrespect the Ottawa Red Blacks. I think they should come in and they have a chance to, to be better. Maybe we see Devontae Dedman in the lineup who was re-signed, and I think he was the most, you know, the best playmaker in the league last year. But, hey, it's on a team, man, like, they 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 got to take it and smash it and and get a get that win yep. streak out of the way or that yep. losing streak out of the way here. Take control of it. Take control of it. Much like they did in the second half of the game uh, Friday night in Ottawa. Just come out and say that's enough. Let's just go. 
Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they're, they're certainly due after 12 games. It's been a long time, and uh, it's important. It's a big game in the standings, obviously, because you want to keep playing tag with Saskatchewan, and you can't afford to lose to the worst team in the league if you're trying to get into a playoff spot, right? Um, so yeah. it's an important game that way. Uh, I think it will – it will do a lot to regenerate, you know, belief in the fans. And, you know, because these fans have been coming to games faithfully for a long time and haven't seen a win since 2019, right? So uh, mm-hmm. they certainly deserve it more than anything else. And that's that should be job one for the players to, to get something for the fans who have supported them uh, uh, pretty well over this stretch. So so we'll see how it turns out. I, I do think, Dave, though, they took the first step in winning at home. They won in their home jerseys on Friday night in Ottawa because the Red Blacks <laughs> wanted to flip the jerseys uh, colors around, right? So yes. uh, the Red Blacks wore their whites and the Elks wore their greens, which is traditionally their home jerseys. So I believe that was the first win for the Elks organization uh, in those green jerseys. So uh, now they're going to take Correct. the next step and actually win it at home in their home jersey. Yes, the so-called, which I've seen on social media, you've probably seen it too, the curse of the white numbers. Well, that's done now. So they've won in their home yeah. jerseys, which does feature white numbers. So anyway, uh, what's coming up tonight on the Elks this week, my friend? Uh, we're going to look back a little bit at the at the game on Friday night, and uh, we'll hear some of our, uh, our post-game chats. Uh, we'll look back at that game, and we will uh, spend some time talking with the Ante milanovic Litre, who will uh, join me as well uh, on the show tonight. So uh, uh, that's it. We'll talk uh, football with him. We'll talk about his, his role and how it's kind of changed a little bit because of the injury to James Wilder Jr., how he's getting uh, more playing time and more carries and putting up some pretty decent numbers. And, hey, he's going back to Calgary for the Labor Day game. He's been to Calgary once as a member of the Elks in a, in a game where they play pretty well and, and almost won uh, maybe should have won uh, but he's going back for the Labor Day game uh, on uh, well a week two weeks from today right so uh, we'll get his thoughts yeah. on that and preparing to go back to Calgary where he played for several years uh, before he signed with the Elks this offseason so that's coming very up. very good very good Morley we'll look forward to it thank you we'll see you at practice tomorrow you bet Dave talk to you later Morley Scott, the host of the Elks this week coming up just after the 730 news here on 630 Ched uh Two-year hiatus, the Edmonton Elks annual dinner returns on Monday, September 26th. It'll be on the turf at the Brickfield of Commonwealth Stadium. And even the Wall of Honor inductees are coming. Jim Germany, Joe Holloman, and Ed Jones. For more information, you can head to goelts.ca. And Great Escape wins the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby on Saturday at the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Great Escape at 5-2 to two odds in the 200 thousand dollar canadian derby race rico walcott winning jockey and a guest we had here on i believe it was friday on or thursday on 6 30 chat inside sports when brendan escott was hosting trainer robertino diodoro so congratulations to rico and to robertino that is excellent all right i'm back here tomorrow 605 thereabouts another edition of 6 30 chat inside sports for studio producer Kellen Kennedy, I'm Dave Campbell. Coming up after the news, the Elks this week with Morley Scott. Good night.